si je parle comme ça. Is it okay if I speak like this in a soft tone? Maybe not much louder. Warning. Everything can be said very distinctly, like a whisper. We came across her so young, without armor, her teenage awkwardness. She was us. Since then, she's never stopped accompanying us. Her name, like a keyword. Charlotte Gainsbourg may have become a confirmed and sometimes award-winning actress and a singer with accomplished albums. But she doesn't grant herself either of these two statuses. Rather, she moves forward on tiptoes with her sincerity as her only weapon. You can shout it, Charlotte forever. Smoking, pourquoi? Because the podcast is called Smoking. Ah, pas mal, Smoking. Charlotte Gasbourg is in Smoking. Hello, Charlotte Gasbourg. Bonjour. Hello. How are you? Are you able to answer this question simply? Oui, oui, ça va. Ça yes, va. yes, I'm fine. I'm doing really well. Really well? That's good. It's very good to be doing well at the moment, don't you think? Oui, je trouve qu'il faut le dire. Yes, I think it's important to say it. I'm, I'm doing really well. So we'll start with places and pictures. If it's okay with you, I'd like to talk about Paris first, because you've been back in Paris for uh, a few months, maybe. How does it feel? Uh, I went through a period of feeling very depressed, so in comparison, I'm doing really well now. It was very painful initially to, to be back in the city I call home, the city where I feel at home, where I've always felt at home. I had to reclaim it as my own, and it took me a while. J'ai eu le temps de me réapproprier ma maison. I've had time to reclaim my house. Faire à manger. For me, that means cooking for myself, my children. And gradually, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy this city again. Pour moi, est trop. Even though it holds too many memories. Mais il faut que j'écrive une nouvelle histoire. I have to write a new story. You're recognized again in the street, aren't you? When you've tasted relative anonymity, it must change your daily life, mustn't it? Oui, en même temps on est masqué. Yeah, but <laughs> Donc ça, we ça all wear masks, aide. which helps to preserve some anonymity. Et après j'ai un j'ai un rapport particulier avec Now, les taxis. Now I have a special relationship with taxi drivers. I always have. C'est des gens que je connais depuis tellement longtemps. There are people I've known for so long, so they're bound to recognize me. There's no anonymity there, but I enjoy it somehow. I'm happy to be in this position where I have to rediscover the many facets of the city, which hasn't changed, which is still the same. So in New York, you didn't have people looking at you, but you, on the other hand, were able to look around. You took very beautiful photos. We can see them on Instagram. Were there any barriers or taboos to take those pictures? Oui, mais ma, ma sœur était la photographe. Donc ma sœur. Yes, my sister was the photographer in the family. Plus de six ans, sept ans. My sister Kate died a little over six years, seven years ago, and she was a professional photographer. She took a lot of pictures of me. She had quite an eye. She did things her own way. J'avais fait de la photo quand j'étais. I started photography as a teenager, 
had a room, a dark room, for developing my pictures. I wasn't very good at it, but I was fascinated by photography. And then I gave it all up. Quand je suis arrivée When à New York, I New York j'ai écrit cet album qui était vraiment I wrote très dédié à ma sœur parce que j'avais que ça en tête et je lui ai parlé que d'elle. Rest is the name of the album. She was all I wanted to talk about, and I started to photograph the cemetery in Paris where she was buried. I also wrote about how I see New York City, the buildings, obviously. It's a bit cliché, but the trash also, which reflected my state of mind at the time. In fact, New York City helped me come to terms with my writing. It took the shame out of it, out of writing both in French and English. I started taking pictures again. I started drawing again. The guilt was gone. Well, maybe not entirely, but I no longer felt judged, whether by myself or by other people. Obviously, it's a city where you get to be who you are. So not judged by others. But by yourself, why all of a sudden? Because the city gave me permission. Because I had zero bearings. And because the city made it possible. Probably because I felt the lightness of a new life. In fact, I discovered everything anew. Whether for me or my children as well, it was a new environment. We were all learning how to live again. And it was, well, not exactly joyful because of the deep grief over my sister's death. But I could breathe again somehow. The air was so different. And I found that extremely helpful. I made the most of it for as long as I could. So there. And photography. Will you carry on in Paris? Yes, I really enjoy it. But the way I work is so not professional or spontaneous. I'm actually not very quick. I think you need to be much quicker in order to be good, in order to feel good at it. When I'm good, it's a fluke. I would love to photograph people on the street, but I don't give myself permission. I sort of did back in New York City. I stole snapshots of people on the sly. Well, I wasn't very brave. I snapped shots out of the window as my taxi drove by without asking permission. And there were a few times when I did ask permission and I owned it, but it was grueling. I have a hard time approaching people. It's kind of tricky, so I can't think of anything I like more than photographing faces. Her face, 12, 13 years old, no more than that. First role in a film by Elie Shouraki, she played the daughter of Catherine Deneuve. Title, Love Songs, Like a Premonition. Yeah, it's funny. I actually never thought about it, but you're right. Come to think of it. At the time, I really was acting and singing. We were shooting, we were wrapping up a movie in Canada, and I had to fly over to New York to record Lemon Incest with my father. So it did happen at the same time. I was stepping into both worlds simultaneously, and later I 
allowed myself to pursue both paths. Today, basically, do you feel more like an actress or a musician, or don't you need to choose? Is there something deep inside you that really drives you? I have problems with both. My MO is always problem-based anyway, and that's how I managed to come to terms with my shortcomings. As far as acting is concerned, I don't feel like an actress at heart. I have a lot of fun doing it. I enjoy exploring a scene, letting go, forgetting who I am. But I don't feel that I'm playing a character. I don't flesh out a character. I just snap a shot. So I enjoy it very much. But it doesn't help my self-confidence. No matter how many movies I'm starting to have under my belt, each movie is such a different experience that I doubt myself. On the other hand, I do need the self-doubt. I, I find it useful. As far as singing is concerned, I'm no musician. I play piano, but I wouldn't know how to create a song. For me, it's an exercise. I work with a musician who provides the instrumental track, and I'll do the exercise of coming up with lyrics to match. But this means of expression does not come naturally to me. I can't remember what the subject matter was, but a teacher once told me that a true artist cannot live without his art. He said it's a means of expression as vital as the air you breathe. And I don't have that. I don't absolutely need to express myself in a particular way. I do a little bit of everything and enjoy it tremendously. I feel very fortunate. But it's like photography. It's like drawing. I explore. I'm very clumsy and I use my clumsiness to my advantage. I use what I have. But I'm just... Crap. Um, what's the term when you're not a professional? Amateur. But it can't be that. Yes, yes. I'm just an amateur. Because I've developed mastery in nothing. And because I feel that I don't master anything, everything is a fluke. And if I happen to be here, it's serendipity. But maybe you need to keep having problems because that's just how you function. Yes, I agree. That's my MO. Feeling out of place, challenging myself, doubting myself. So far, this has helped me to ask myself the right questions for me. That's it. But in the field of cinema, do you have the impression that you've acquired a little bit of know-how a hint of things, because you've acted in very different films, including difficult ones. Lars von Trier, obviously. Perhaps the only difference between me and other people was that I've always demanded more from the sunset. More spectacular colors when the sun hit the horizon. That's perhaps my only sin. Have you learned a few things since then? Or do you almost unconsciously stick to this haphazard approach? Maybe 
I've learned to approach things in a roundabout way instead of head on. Maybe I've learned what I'm good at, which is being sincere. That's all Lars cared about, all that mattered was that I believed in what I was doing or saying. He didn't give a damn whether I'm an actress or not, or whether I have skills. Uh, on the contrary, I think he cast me without knowing my track record or my future plans. What really mattered was the moment. Have you ever surprised yourself when acting in a film? No. No. But I... I was surprised by my lack of vulnerability during Lash's films, particularly Antichrist, because it was the first movie, and it took a lot out of me. There was a lot of nudity, but weirdly enough, I expected to be more of a prude about my body. Appearing naked wasn't as hard as I expected. The grieving scenes, however, after my character just lost a child, all of those scenes that were too close to the bone were extremely, extremely painful. They took a lot out of me. I wanted to get carried away, but somehow it was overwhelming. I felt much more exposed during the emotional scenes than in the nudity scenes. When you act under the direction of Fivantal, is it more comfortable Or is it even more dangerous? It's much less comfortable. Because we know each other so well, we don't sugarcoat it with each other. But there should be a lot of consideration between a director and an actor because we actors are fragile things. Yvonne and I don't cut each other any slack, and we butt heads a lot. As a result, I'm very thin-skinned. As though I expected from him a million times more protection, more attention, more consideration, but it doesn't work that way. And also the problem is, he's got the upper hand. I work for him. I'm an actor in his movie, and I have to do the best job I can. And once we're at home, there's no chain of command. It's very silly, but I, I resent the shift in the balance of power. But... I do admire him as a director. That's why I agreed to do his movies. I also have such respect for him, for his taste and, and his opinion. He's always right. And he has such a keen eye. That's why I do it. It seems now that your son, Ben, has chosen this path too, at least in two films. Does it make you happy or does it scare you? 
Non, ça me fait très, très plaisir. I'm very, very happy about it because I've seen this coming for a very long time. I can see that directing is something that scares him. He wasn't 100% on board. So, if he gets to spread his wings, that would be awesome. Now, he's a bit like me back in the day. Well, sure, I was younger, but he's got one foot out the door. Why, that doesn't work out. I'll become a chef, he says, because he cooks too. So he doesn't really trust that success can happen, or rather that success will last. I'm thinking again of an old movie. You were wearing a sailor's outfit. You know what I'm talking about. You played the role of a Charlotte who was rather secret and rather awkward. That was your role. An impudent girl, obviously. I'm talking about that film because it marked a whole generation. That's how it is. You can't help it. Is it a burden that this film went beyond you and that you were in a way dispossessed? No, because I did experience the success of that movie, but I was very sheltered by my parents, the production team as well, and by the director. Claude Miller, I didn't realize what the impact was on my generation. And the fact that people today continue to bring it up, I find it very touching. I think it's great, but I didn't realize. Also, my parents warned me very early on against letting it go to my head. That was a big no-no. So they told me, I can't remember how they told me exactly, but I wasn't supposed to take myself too seriously. So I, I may have been aware of the impact of the film on a whole generation, but back in the day, I didn't have a lot of friends. I was in high school. I changed schools every year to try and escape the fame. I made friends, but the friendships didn't last. So that was my way of escaping the real world somehow. Do you see yourself acting for a long time, as long as possible, even if you told us earlier that you don't feel the need to? All I know is I miss it. That's my cue. I realize I miss music when I do a lot of acting, when I do movies, and I miss acting when all I do is music. And the thing is, I can't stand the sight of myself anymore. And seeing myself on screen is very stressful. Seeing myself grow old, I hate it. But did you ever like looking at yourself? I, I don't enjoy seeing myself on screen. I never did. It's always been painful. But with Lush's movies, well, I was surprised that it wasn't harder. His movies are so off the wall that it helped the medicine go down a little easier. Otherwise, I, I don't like my own reflection. I've always said so. I've never felt beautiful. I'm not an obvious beauty, so it should be less painful for me than for someone else who used to be look gorgeous and is now seeing age take its toll. They have it worse somehow, but I still don't enjoy it. Differences in perception. That's how the actress that we so enjoy seeing on the big screen puts it. This is nothing new. 
Once upon a time, our focus was on her father, in his good and his bad moments. Serge Forever, let's talk about him now. I think it's about time. Actually, this year is going to be the first time I'm bold enough to talk about my father. I used to decline every interview, every TV program that was about him or the anniversary of his death. Well, first of all, because commemorating his passing was painful, extremely painful. And also because I think I never really owned the fact that I am his daughter as though I didn't know how to be his daughter. So this year, I decided, what the heck, he is, it's time I spoke my truth. I don't know all there is to know about my father, or every single thing he ever did. Obviously, I'm familiar with his career, but my contribution is one of empathy and experience. It's, it's empirical. I have to own that. I'm not going to tell people much that they don't already know. But all I can do is be sincere, like always. But I'm okay with that. I'm finally okay discussing things that are intimate, things I always kept to myself. My own secrets. My father's house on Rue de Verneuil was my secret place. I would hide there and lock the doors, because I couldn't go to the cemetery, obviously, because of the crowd. I made his house my world. I'm not saying that I feel like sharing it, but I don't want it to be just mine anymore. There's a secret room here, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Let's go there, follow me. You won't like it, I warn you. <laughs> I won't like it, oh. Ah, good. <laughs> There's mirrors everywhere. Do you think you can come in or not? Oh, yes, of course, I'm used to it. We get to see ourselves from every angle, right? Yes. Can you describe to me the one you see? Well, I see my jeans don't fit me very well. I never enjoyed looking at myself. I so wish I was different. I so wish I had different features. My mother is one of the most beautiful women in the world. And as her daughter, I feel, and I've always felt, very unattractive. On the other hand, I also look like my dad, which helps with the self-acceptance because I find him exceedingly handsome. It's like watching my own movies and hoping, praying that I'll be uniquely talented, uniquely beautiful, and feeling disappointed at the sight of myself. When I see my own reflection, it brings me back to, well, the real me. Can you look up? Is it better? Ah, oh, it's better, much better. But the lighting isn't great. You have a garden angel, don't you? 
Oui. Yes, I do. Is he doing his job well? Ça fonctionne, well, oui. Yeah, he does get the job done. About your age, about your physical appearance, you're not going to agree, but I'll say it anyway. You look as youthful as ever. Have you taken an elixir or something? I'm horribly wrinkled. And those bags under my eyes, all those lines. I look at myself under a microscope. I hate the way I look, precisely because I've always looked so youthful. That's always been my trademark. As a woman, I never looked the part. Well, because of the whole waif look, and that's how people saw me. So I went from being an actual kid, or rather an overgrown teenager, to being, well, well to being someone whose youth is gone. My wrinkles betray my age, but that's my own self-perception. And when I see myself on screen, the camera isn't always flattering. And viewers get to see what I don't want to show. The way you dress, that hasn't changed. You dress like you did 10, 20 years ago. Oui. Yes, that's true. But the worst part is, because of COVID, I'm so lazy. I make zero effort. And Yvonne complains a lot. Qui font deux fois ma taille, I wear jeans that are twice my size. I wear euh, worn-out trainers. Well, the Saint good thing is I have a YSL coat to hide euh, under. Le jean c'est Saint Laurent, mais and those are YSL je, jeans, by the way. Pour, euh, But pour, euh, I don't try very hard to look more feminine or more elegant. The well, truth is, I always put a premium on comfort. I don't wear skirts, unless I'm going out. Uh, by going out, I mean when there's a formal occasion. Then I give Anthony a call. Anthony Vaccarella, the designer. So I wear Saint Laurent, and I dress more festively. Otherwise, in my personal life, I need to be able to sit or lie on the floor. That's how I roll. Do you have a definition or an image of elegance? I think elegance is more about how you carry your head and the way you move than the clothes you wear. Obviously, the clothes need to fit your physicality. My father, actually, well, I have inherited a lot of his mannerisms. And I have been unable to let them go, unable to create my own rules, so I stuck to his. Can you describe them a bit? Well, the way he wrote, how he held his pen, how he put his hands in his pockets, how he signed his name. He had a very unusual way of holding his pen. The way he smoked, how he stabbed his cigarette or opened up a new pack of gitan. His every move was... I don't mean posed, but every move was just right. I'm not saying that I have the same elegance or refinement, but I have inherited his mannerisms. And from a sartorial point of view, my father put a lot of thought into how he dressed. 
And to me, his scruffy looks are the epitome of refinement. I just bought a bull terrier because my father used to have one, and I remember what he saw in them. He saw the elegance of ugliness. Voilà, j'ai, j'ai gardé so I have inherited my father's sense of aesthetics. Everything he did was done just right, just so. And I think that wearing a Saint Laurent suit on top of an old T-shirt, that's elegance in my book. You need a touch of rough. I'm not sure it's the right term. I don't mean vulgarity, but... Si c'est trop parfait, Too much ça, perfection ça manque d'intérêt, en fait. L'accident est bienvenu. You need the occasional clash to keep things interesting. And otherwise, do you smoke? Non, j'ai arrêté de fumer. No, oh, I quit smoking. Oh boy, a long time ago, I quit smoking, actually. I used to smoke, and I stopped every time I got pregnant. I also quit when I started performing on stage, out of superstition, to protect my voice, but honestly, I don't have much of a singing voice, there's nothing worth protecting. Ça m'a Anyhow, that's how I quit. Et, uh, I did smoke again after that, when I was very drunk. C'est vraiment I'm telling you, it's really gross. Vraiment, vraiment it's truly disgusting. Moi qui que à I used to think I'd start smoking again when I turned 70. Honestly, I'm not so sure I will. A few words about the music and your albums and also the stage. Is there any joy in all this? Oui. Beaucoup. C'est, yes, c'est pour ça que j'ai eu I enjoy music very much. Avec, euh, I had so much fun concert que j'ai fait, enfin, doing concerts tournée, during my last tour because avec, euh, I had a routine ces musiciens que j'adore, with the musicians and I adored them. I'm really proud of my album, proud of my voice. Fois, and somehow, for the very first time, I wasn't trying to be anyone else. I have a sliver of a voice and I'm euh, okay with that. Ça, ça m'a rendu vraiment heureuse. And that made me really happy. Et les tournages, When it comes to filming, je suis I realize how impatient I've become. I hate waiting, and maybe a side effect of getting older. I don't like waiting in my dressing room or going to hair and makeup. I don't like it. I just want to act. That's all. Out of your own songs, do you have a favorite? Alors, je suis partagée entre I'm torn between tracks. There's one I'm very incest. sentimental about, Lemon Incest. I'm torn between that one un des and one of my latest ones. Maybe Kate. Parce que là aussi, Kate is also a very sincere track. Deadly Valentine parce I also que like Deadly Valentine because I got out of myself. I got C'était to have fun, musically speaking. It was very exciting to play and to perform on stage. Stage. So who knows you better, you or someone else? Je pense qu'Ivan me I think Ivan knows me oui. better than I know Parce myself. Que moi, je pense que j'ai pas envie I don't think I want to know myself inside and out. J'ai, j'ai I went through a period of feeling extremely depressed. And pas envie I had no idea what was going on, nor did I want to. There's a part of me that mal. does not know herself very well. And when you came out of it... Did you understand better? 
Non, parce que c'est physique. Non, parce que la dépression est dans le corps. C'est quelque chose physique. Unfortunately, it's not as though you come out the other side having figured it out. No, it's like a bad memory, a very bad memory. I do feel that I've come out stronger, obviously, from the ordeal, but because I've had several episodes already, I'm scared, obviously, that it's going to happen again. I used to see myself as super strong, and I am. Physically, I'm really strong, but I'm not that strong in my head. To finish up, this will be the final sequence. It's called Burst. It's short questions, short answers. Your favorite means of transport? I like to walk. Your most developed sense? Instincts, maybe? If you were a red sports champion, what sport would it be? La danse. Dance. Enfin, la gymnastics. La gymnastics. Floor gymnastics. Your favorite drug? Le rire. Laughter. Your best decade? Je crois de 30 à 40. My 30s, I think. Can you tell me something you know by heart? J'ai une mémoire. I have the memory of a goldfish. Et pas bien, vu le métier que je and that fais. doesn't really help uh, in my line of work. Donc je retiens rien. I have a terrible memory. Je lis. Je when I read, I can't for the life of me summarize the book I just read. I need to come up with an answer, don't I? No, not necessarily. I could recite a recipe. I love not. Tu me manques. I miss you. How to end on a high note? Sans s'en rendre compte. Unwittingly. Thank you very much, Charlotte Gainsbourg. <laughs>